What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Thanks very much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Irish NRL Show. Delighted to be joined, as always, by Tash. How are you, mate? Not too bad, not too bad, Ben Graf. Feeling good this this fine week where we've no origin and we're back to full, full fixtures. Yeah, it's a bit strange not having the game on the Thursday, like, but still, just the, the Sunday three games in a row is a bit much, I think. Yeah, yeah, uh, especially when you throw into consideration that three games by nine o'clock yeah um, <laughs> which look no idea but look it is what it is um, yeah so look as per usual we're going to have our rankings four tackle we actually will have four tackles each this week because mm. we've got full set of fixtures and we will then go into our round 21 preview so it's now it's a it's a sprint now a sprint finish between now and season's end so without much further ado power rankings we go on top, down, bottom, up. I think we go top down, will we? Yeah. Doesn't doesn't really matter for the first three sides, no matter what yeah. way we did. It's unchanged. So, Penrith staying first, Broncos staying second, Storm staying third. Slight change, which could again change this week. Just getting it out there early. Uh, the Warriors are going to jump the Raiders. So, the Warriors are going to go from fifth to fourth. Raiders going to drop down to fourth. It, it's, fifth, yeah. I know the Raiders won the bye, like, but... The Warriors actually won. Well, it was, it, it's how the Raiders <laughs> played the boy. It was yeah. tough. It was tough watching it. Yeah. I think we should have put them to the sword a bit quicker. Um, one of the big movements this week is going to be the Sharks. Definitely. We get to them later on in the show, but they are going to drop from 6 to 8, and that we feel is probably being generous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were on a buy last week, but the Bunnies do jump up one, as do Para. Um, so that now reads Bunny 6, Para 7, and Sharkies in 8. Then closely on the Sharkies' heels are the Cowboys in ninth. We've done a slight change. I know Manly didn't play this week, so it's, it's quite harsh. But given how well the Titans played on the weekend, and we didn't get the result, we've pushed down to 10th to drop Manly to 11th. Dolphins, fairy tale season is over, but they're still playing teams tough, so we've left them in 12th. Courtesy of a huge win over the West, we've put the Knights up on space to 13th means the Roosters dropped to 14th and we're unchanged at the bottom but we do think that's going to change a fair bit this week currently it's Dragons 15th Doggies 16th West 17th and that could change it could not change and um, I suppose it is either is a possibility but now main crux of the show four tackle and it is yourself to deputise so you took my first point away from me earlier on today so like yes, I had to scramble a little bit but with the shit show that the Tigers started this year, is it going from bad to worse? With secret talks with Holbrook, uh, 
there was a meeting there with Benji and the new equipment and Timmy Sheens wasn't invited. It seems like the board cannot get out of their own way with running that. <laughs> with running I, that. I feel like the West Tigers season went like this. Bad? Meh. Worse. Worser. Worser. <laughs> Worcestershire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's been brutal. Uh, now, the one thing I would say is Holbrook has come out and says that is pure paper speculation. He has no conversation whatsoever with Wes. That being said, I think that's a indication of where the club is at that it's easy to fill common inches about them. And I think the, say the contacts with the media is very, very strong within the organisation maybe. Yeah. Yeah. that other clubs could be like the walls could be falling down some clubs and you never hear nothing you would never know but yes you'd hear everything that happens in the Tiger week by week like compare it to the situation in Belmore um, so yeah. arguably I would say a similar thing has gone on but Gus is able to front the media and say no and I think there's no more position, questions asked yeah, it's a position in Channel 9 as well like, that he can go straight out and say what's yeah. going on and stuff which like is that. true but no one's going ah yeah. Come on, Gus. Yeah, yeah. Even go, yeah. all right, okay, fair enough, Gus. Sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Uh, you think is yeah, but look, it's it's a mess now. Like it was, not without kind of concern. The players had their own meeting. No coaches allowed. No backroom staff. In relation to Thursday's game against the Dragons, and it very much was a case of, we cannot let this rock the ship and we cannot get the wooden spoon yeah. so it, it there's the, seven games left you you put up the Tigers uh, next seven games it's a hard seven road in like it is but this game on Thursday is absolutely pivotal um, I just think that there's too much going on I know poor Benji's under serious pressure like the, like even for that chat with Holbrook like, to come out like why would a fella sign on just for the end of the season like when you have Tim Sheen and arguably, supposedly, Benji is doing the day-to-day coaching. Yeah, I don't know. I just think until Pasco goes, we, we've talked about this a few times this season. Now, the one thing I would say is, I can't remember who it was, position was, but they came out and they would not confirm. The chairman, was it? He was on yeah, he NRL 36. He said this is the most turbulent time he's ever. But but they wouldn't confirm Pasco for next season. Right, yeah. They wouldn't back him, um, which I suppose is the biggest indication we've seen yet that his time might be coming to an end. Which... And I think Tigers would, would breathe a sigh of relief. Like one thing is that the position that they're in now, they're in seventeenth. If you put the West Tigers pack on paper up against, say, the Dolphins pack on paper, do you think who's the better pack on paper alone? Uh, the West's pack inevitably, but we we talked about this last week when we were on. But the Bulldogs, I think the style of play in the competition has changed, mm. and having a dominant pack is. I don't want to say it's not an advantage because it most certainly is, but without leadership in that spine position, it's kind of a wasted resource. And is it that the, the strike runners are a little bit too far out from the rocks to get a quick rook ball, maybe? If you look at the way mm. the Warriors are playing, they play very direct and they play three shape off a rook like, and look for a fast ball on three tackles. Like. But I think Whereas the, the Tigers will go a little bit wider every time. And sort of slows down the, the play of the ball a bit. Yeah, and I, I think if you if you look at kind of this segue is lovely for our next point. Oh, nice. If you look at roster construction, yeah, the problem you'd arguably say with the doggies and Wests 
is they've invested too much capital in the forward pack and not enough in their spine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas I think someone like the Warriors, you can pay a lot less and get Great closer to yeah. potential. Have a look at this save. Nice little segue here. So off the top of my head, you know. Yeah, love it. Beautiful <laughs> pros. Um, so there's four clubs currently this season who are paying over three million on their spine. It's the Storm, three point five million. We're not gonna raise any major issue with them. Manly, three point four, and Par and the Rouge is three point two. Given there's a high probability all three could miss the eight, very conceivable with so little left and it being so tight. Who would be more embarrassing for? I think Roosters arguably with the team they have when you put it up on paper again mm. but if you listed them players off and said to someone that they hadn't seen any games this this year like where do you think this team is stacked they would arguably say that they're top four top two team. Fair. Hello uh, Devil would you like Devil like an, <laughs> an advocate um, is the Roosters thing though probably not maybe just a bit of burnout a bit of fatigue with that spine I know Sammy Walker is not the issue but especially when it comes to Luke Keary and Jimmy Tedesco they've just played so much finals football and big game football over the last five years yeah their year is very very long yeah that potentially it's a down year for them yeah. and they could be back next year for me the key side and I could hammer Manly I think it's para because they moved off an excellent hooker last year mm. and look I know Dylan Brown is not without his controversy but there was issues in para a long time before that yeah, well as you said the question was who's more embarrassed like mm. I think Manny will have the most problems with their cap space because mm. if Turbo doesn't come back when do you pull the pin on him yeah and then look there's elements there too of how much Cap space do you lose if you have to cut him loose? Because mm. it's not a clean. Oh, I'm no longer paying him, so yeah. there's, a, there's yeah, a, yeah. a dead cap hit. Well, the only thing about it is, is if it's a medical retirement. Yeah, he's already. Right. I think he comes back into storm. Like he comes back into cap space. But arguably, like if you look at storm, they're three point five on the spine. Ryan Topper has hasn't played in yeah. a year. Like he's on eight, eight and a half. I think is he? He's on something close to that. Yeah. Now the only thing I would say is they're third. Like, it, it's not... No, 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 I'm saying, but, like, for... The, like, a manly, like, with injuries, you can see where mm. a good depth in that position would help them. Like, Meany... Nobody would have thought Meany would have done what he did this year, like... A little bit, like... A little bit. He's done it in other years, yeah. fair to him. But uh, the consistency that he showed, like, yeah. you know, like, maybe he hasn't got the opportunity to, to, to do his consistency, but, like, he... It's, it's a bit sad when you see Papenhouse, like the Instagram when he's back running and stuff like that because you know what I mean he's going to be the left 14 yeah. man again yeah or maybe look arguments we made yeah it could be um, Pencil Rook of the Year winger what's his name oh Warburg Warbur, Warbur, yeah it could be him that could be missing out um, but look I suppose as you said, like there's there's arguments for all them teams. Like I think Storm's the only one that really doesn't have the worries as the rest of them. But I just think everyone still no. has the up with injuries and as you say, power decisions ultimately affected there, and they're just looking. Yeah, yeah. Um, but look, I suppose. Look, speaking of 
last season's transfers. When we look at this season's transfers. I think the Titans are under serious pressure now with Tino actually coming out and saying that he's going to explore the open market. Uh, there's a lot of rumblings and a lot of like, where is he going to land and who wants him and stuff like that. And I you know my point next is it's sort of uh, affecting him this one. But he's probably on gold coin and Titans. The mm. only offer he's going to get is probably the a new contract in Titans. I think he's on okay coin and Titans because they got that deal done very early when he started showing promise to the okay, Storm. So it wasn't like David Fida signed a new contract last. It, yeah. He's still on his old contract from the he's start. still on, yeah. I'd say, yeah. average coin. And I'd say that's why he's... I think, look, if I'm brutally honest, the reason Tino's probably exploring it is one, the Titans absolutely stuffed up and opened that. We talked about it a few weeks ago and opened that kind of contract stipulation where the two of them could walk now I think and as you said like you brought up that, that when it actually came out that you thought that maybe the players had a, a, a correlation in the decision that the, the board made that the fact that two or three weeks later Tino's actually exploring mm, it, means it, it shows that the, the board did not look it, at the contract it means that the, the board are potentially accumulated in the same brush as the Tigers as, as anyone that we, we, we bag on this show um, but what I would say, it, like, I would assume that the reason Tino's going this same direction is he has, it's it's become available to him because of a mess up at the Titans. He's maybe a bit miffed that Holbrook was moved off without discussion with him. Mm. And this the last piece to it is, I think he, he is a smaller, if he's this way inclined, a smaller title window than most players because of his playing style. Mm. So if he's not winning a title in the next three four years, there's no guarantee he'd be he'd be healthy long enough to to. And especially him. as you say, like the form he's in now, he's yeah. arguably top two, top three, front row forwards in the competition. Like Payne Haas, him and the Raiders brother, sorry, what's his name? Uh, yeah, Joey Depine. Depine um, I think he's I would the, say Tino is the best on pure consistency. Yeah. Like um, yeah, yeah, probably consistent. Like if you look at his game, he's there eighty minutes. Payne Haas can come and go, and they sort of play him that way as well. Like yeah, and I think Tino will is doing it in a losing side. Yeah, yeah, or or going backwards pack. Yeah, he is doing it. He's doing it. Like he's, I think he's phenomenal. I think he's he's still not properly rated. I think if you still underrate him or take him for granted somewhat. So you're talking like if, if a contract was thrown in front of you, what do you mean? I think he's the million prop, Penhas is not the million prop. Yeah. Just for consistency alone, I think. Yeah. But look, I think I might go rogue here. Because uh, I see a segue and I can't not take it now. Oh. But uh, oh, I suppose <laughs> Shades of Deja Vu this week. Um, Penhas, again, looking for more money. But query for you is I know how important he is to the Broncos in their playing style but should they just let him go like I think at this stage they've been held to ransom and it's that old adage that no player should ever be bigger than the club and I think they could maybe say do you know what we've our full back for future we have a limited window with Adam Rennie we've kind of we're filling space at hooker mm. so do you know what 
Off you go. Um, I'd be happy with their pack. Sans him. Mm. Well, and let's go after Langer then. Then it's gone as well at the end of the year. I yeah. think that's a big loss. Like I think they're nearly co-hangered themselves a little bit in that way. But as you say, how many times can you be held to ransom by the same player? Like exactly. Um, like if he arguably doesn't really want to be there, and he keeps on looking for more money. His argument has always been it's about winning premierships and winning competitions, and that's why. And that made sense maybe not so much last year, the year before, year before definitely. Um, I get it in the second half of last year, but this year, this year he's arguably in no better position than he's ever been yeah. to win a comp. Like, um, it's on him. The only thing is, if it's like the only team that he'd be guaranteed to is if he got the Panthers. To win yeah. it, <laughs> you know, like that's stamped on him, like it, and there's no way that's gonna happen. He like, could probably change things at the storm. He, true, yeah, yeah, if he went to storm, yeah, but if he landed at the bunnies, not gonna ha- again, not gonna happen. But mm. I just think with his excuse to say Premiership and he wanted to leave the Broncos, like yeah, and the Broncos he, are just tipping away there on second position in the ladder, like. And I think, I think if the Broncos won the Premiership this year, mm. he'd be looking for more money again next year. Yeah, I just think so. Yeah. I think. At some point, because they, they've done an awful lot of investment in him in terms of, from a background piece, they've stood by him when he's had his struggles, they've always matched when he's looked for more money. I just think, I think a million dollars on a prop is, unfortunately, the way the salary cap is currently built, it's, and I'm a big man myself, it's, it's just, uh, that is how it is. Um, yeah, no, I just think, as you say, you have you. They're filling in the hooker. They have to look into the future for a halfback, mm. and now you have a prop that's on nine and a half, nine hundred fifty, whatever. He could be on a million, looking for more money. Mm. I think they're going to land. You only play fucking forty minutes, like. Mm. <laughs> I need a, a sixty tackle a game prop or hooker, and I need a a running halfback. Uh, Broncos brain trust. All right. He's raw from a make a trade too much. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's exactly. Let him go down to New South Wales and, and find a club in Sydney, maybe, if he's looking for that. And Tina yeah. would enjoy being still in Queensland. Whereas I don't think he's going to win that premiership at the Doggies with that kind of steady release again. Oh, oh I'm telling all you. All day. Hot. All day. So, supposedly, Gus is the master manipulator of all these private meetings. But yet, there's been six private meetings <laughs> been released to the media, <laughs> and one of the media or one of the meetings was he arguably met with Holbrook for going in an assistant, uh, coach under Seraldo, which actually puts him in a more powerful position than to uh, go for Tino if mm. that was what Tino was looking for in mm. the Titans. So it's a very very clever play by Gus, I think. Potentially. Potentially, like. I know, and like Holbrook has, I think if he was with it, a good stable team, he would be a great coach. Well, I, I think he was getting there with the Titans. It's like we said, like that, what, what Holbrook had actually achieved was colossal, as in he had slowly developed a young spine that was going to be at the future club mm. and was slowly bringing them through. It was just... But even like for, for Man Malignant to come in and say, I have to, I have to see my position in this club, like, that shows you like Mal was falling on Holbrook mm. being there like he knew what he was doing 
he knew the pathways he knew he was getting good players in positions and the future looked unbelievable because he had lads playing probably arguably not not the most like Fafita is a, a classic mm. example not the most like flashiest but just doing his job which, and doing it exceptionally well like. which arguably for, was, was always the problem with Fafita he, he'd give you that 80 metre yeah. run which for probably don't Dummy dummy gone. <laughs> yeah. Beat the full back face. <laughs> yeah. But like yeah, no, I um look as we've touched on it a few times, just think the Titans are gonna rue that decision. Uh, aside from the fact that Hobart will develop and something, Desi has a bit of a reputation for leaving clubs in shambles. Lovely successful period. The Bulldogs. You look I at the Bulldogs, the whole Manly place. Like Gus always blamed Desi for the way the, the mm. salary cap was. Mm. It was always top heavy with the older players still sort of. And that was, yeah, that it and it's not just Gus. That was said before even Gus got the oh, yeah. doggies. Uh, it's um, it's a massive, massive issue. Um, and Manly somewhat similar. Yeah, especially yeah, it's gonna take a, a season or two to get that mm. like Seabone to get that that uh, sort of roster right after his uh, exit. But I just think that like. As we said, like, you have two of them up there. You have the Dragons in the West. Like, uh, the media are actually lambasting on them. But Reed the doggies are in between <laughs> for the season. Yeah. And yeah. have been probably more inconsistent than the two teams. Yeah. Um, I think that those two teams have been consistently dumped. Um, which is fair to say, the Dragons. Yeah. Like, they're 16th and 17th. I know we have the Dragons above the doggies and the power rankings that's probably based on expectation mm. more so than anything else yeah, I just think that like there's a lot there's a lot to be said the way Gus is is sort of protecting Serraldo and arguably he's underperformed this year compared to like I you had to say but like Webster and the power warriors like same sort of setup two assistant coaches being head coaches on up and coming Beckham franchises I'm just going to cut across you. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry. I've realised the segue here for the rest of Four Tackles. So speaking <laughs> on uh, letdown, letdown performances, and given the fact we're heading into round 20, 21, on this side, the only current top eight side that they have beaten was Para all the way back in round two? Are the Sharks pretenders? Glorious. <laughs> and that final word can be used to segue into the last point of something. Very good, very good. Uh, I just think the game at the weekend, I know it was the Warriors at home like, and they're on a good buzz, but f- to let in 40 points, like, it's it's not just the points they've let in for me it's it's that fact that like what's so special about hero Bread's soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co power were in disarray at the start of the season mm. but that's the only side the sharks have beaten that are currently in the top eight they have also beaten the cowboys who are ninth but again, the Cowboys are in disarray at the start of the season. Mm. So, like, they're currently sitting fifth on the table. And you go through, and look, it's a very tight season. I'm not 
But you go through some of the losses. Uh, obviously lost Warriors in the weekend. Had a three-stretch win there against Wests, St. George, and Fife. Arguably, most teams have that stretch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it's like, not between them yeah. three. <laughs> no. And look, they beat up on them too. Like, I'm not going to... Like, they bet West 36-12. Canola, uh, I bet the Dragons 52-16. But then you look at the other results. Lost to Melbourne. Pumped by Melbourne. Lost to Brisbane. Played them tight. Beat the Knights. Beat Manly. Lost to the Dolphins. Beat North Queensland. Again, as I said, they were in disagree yeah, for the entire season. Beat Canterbury. Beat the Roosters again aside in disarray. Lost to the Warriors earlier in the season. It's their second loss to the Warriors. That was a lot tighter. Um lost to sorry, beat St. George and lost for ourselves, beat Parramatta and lost to Sydney to open the season. I just don't see a world in which in a finals game when the pressure's ramped up, that shark side is incapable of beating anyone. But the one fixture there that stands out to me is the two Warrior games. So at the beginning of the season, the two Warriors, like the Warriors and the Sharks, they were close enough. Mm. So the Warriors did beat them, but it was a tight game. 12 games later, the Warriors put them to the sword and the Sharks are actually going backwards. And it just shows you it's not the running that you need if you think there's no confidence, or confidence for me anyway, that the Sharks, if they come up against the top four teams, are able to beat them yeah uh, I would I would say even they'll sit outside the top four and they could be one and done mm-hmm. because I just I think they're close to what we would have said about the Cowboys earlier in the season but they're just not the side they were last year that's slightly switched on the Cowboys I don't think they have the pack that other teams have I think they have, but it's just not performing like well, yeah, last year. Yeah, even, like there's nobody really even, showing for them. Like even I think Nicorum Nick, is probably the only one that's running the hard yeah. line or, or making it an effort. But there seems to be a lot of workers and no real like go forward ball or off to the pack. Even like. look at some of the performers last year, Talakai and and even but that weekend they, they fell off. They look mm. they made Rocco Berry look like a veteran. That's good. Well, Rocco Berry. I think he deserves some love I think he's coming they've had raps on him for years and I think he is coming well, well, he's, he's either there now because he ran through the two of them he had middle of the tunnel running backwards there one stage mm-hmm. turned his back and he was gone and then uh, <laughs> handed it off to the other from the inside of and they just look a sham on that side the whole game they looked a sham on that yeah. side now speaking of pretenders yeah buddy so after New South Wales <laughs> win dominant win on Wednesday Pick your side to start the origin game one next year. Um, probably not want to pick a full side, but I'll, I'll swing through it. So Two. what I'm saying is, decide to start on Wednesday. How many of them are staying? Uh, very harsh decision. I'm going to start in the halves. Hmm. I think, I love him. Cody Walker is not the future. If you look at what, you've got to manage this two ways. So Queensland have built their side for the future. Oh yeah. You need to build your side for the future and be competitive. I would go with a halves pairing. Nathan Cleary at seven, Moles at six. Mm. I said that at yeah. the start earlier. I just like what they bring. It's hard on Nico, but that's the side, that's the halves pairing. I don't want to see Joe Malloy in an origin jersey. Unless but it just shows you that Cody Walker came in and absolutely dominated that side. Mm. Where Luay had two games and did half of what mm. Cody Walker did. Like the way he brought players onto that. Yeah. and made DCE 
absolutely shit himself four yeah. or five times in the in decision makings. Yeah. It wasn't that he was running down his line. He just had three lads outside him and poor fucking DC didn't know where it was going. <laughs> I would stick with Brabham Best. I, as I, I said, think yeah. push through Wingman. But uh, like I said, that we're lacking that sort of big body destructive Physical. like front they, ball they try of. and do it with Brian Tuttle yeah. and he's a strong guy don't get me wrong but, but he's doing too much work yeah exiting it's sets too much yardage yeah. work um, my harshest call is I probably would drop to best man and I believe and I know he's small and I get slated for this I think it should be Ben Edwards I think his work rate at an origin level would be exceptional would be exceptional um, I think you want Bernie Gatrell back in the centres maybe the scope that you go with Robin Best in the centres with Gatrell but I would love to see a pairing of Gatrell and Katoni Skaggs in the centre at origin level mm. I just think it would be phenomenal other winger given the size and if you're playing Robin Best on the wing he's not the tallest bloke in the world I think you want to have to go with a taller winger I think that means Brian Tottle could be dropped uh, happy to stay with the box though I know he's not tall but yeah just that experience the back line um, Cam Murray has to start and play as many minutes as he can unreal simple as um, I liked Hudson Young what we got from Hudson Young I think maybe you're looking at him in the replacements more yeah, I think yeah like and that's I'm, 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 I'm happy could drop out, like. happy with that uh, be pain ass but I'm still still not convinced on Hooker I think what's in two thumbs, Jakey has to start. Like yeah, uh, has to start. He was gonna be going. He's gonna go in row. Yeah, probably gonna put him row. Maybe prop. He could go prop either. Um, where have I left Hooker? Hooker's a real point of contention for me because I just don't know if I like the concept of relying on Kerrisay. Um, I think if you play Cam Murray at thirteen, you have to play Cook at, at nine. Cook is aging though. I know, yeah, but still, he has that pace just to get outside. And I think, I think, I think Carousel or Car- whatever Carousel waits for things to happen a bit too much. Yeah. Like he, he, he's like Smith. Yeah. He tries to like put you with a thousand cuts. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. just probing, probing, probing. Whereas Camry, but on the ground, he is gone. And yeah. uh, not Camry, but like Cook and Camry is right up his arse. Yeah. Um, in the second row though. No, he didn't get a look in this year. Um, but I would love a look at and I would love him paired with uh, Keon Covington. I think he, he's stamped on again yeah. for next year. Like I think wherever and as we said before, the way Queensland comes out and has a bit of bite and a bit of dog in them, I think Matungi came out bit of dog in them. Bradman Best came out bit of dog in them, and I Matrell uh. The trail when he comes back, he is dogging him like you know that way. You need these origin players. It's not the real flash players. It's the hard grafting in your face the whole game. Arguably, Queensland nail origin because they get what it means to be a Queenslander. But they have the underdog tag all the time. And yeah, but New South Wales has a bigger one. But you need to rely on those second generation. Pacific Island because they've come from yeah. tougher areas yeah, yeah, yeah. and they they have that dog in them yeah. so I don't know why those players seem to get maybe overlooked a little bit more yeah. in Origin but look anyway staying with Origin 
There we go. Segway to all A points. Okay. We it's where we made this up. Origin scheduling. So this is a debate that's going to rattle on until October. And what the clubs are pushing for, and the clubs have a bit of leverage here because there's a new rights negotiation in October. Um, but the clubs are pushing to push the window from eight weeks to four weeks. And do every Wednesday. I think maybe a, a gap week a gap Wednesday, yeah. between Ireland 2 and 3. But their debate is, Ray is basically on player unavailability both from a games going into origin week selection point of view uh, and then the game after obviously some players into the rest you look at Fidesz from the weekend mm-hmm. and an injury point of view but I think pushing the clubs together is going to further exacerbate it's, not, it's going to be a longer break then for some players <laughs> I think yeah <laughs> the four week like if you if you expect these lads to go out and try and play that game three weeks in a row like you're going to get more injuries. More injuries. And it's the soft tissue injuries. But I know I've mentioned this before. I know you've, you've given me many reasons why you probably shouldn't be. But I really think we need to examine the origin during the season. Mm. I know that a lot of the talking points are like a two-week break after the grand final. And you look at like the season we did it in COVID. Mm. Cam Munster rocked up to camp. Buckled. <laughs> he wanted in there a few days off. And he played arguably the best Origin series he's ever played. So, like, we know players can back up. Yeah. Two-week break, give him a week on the beer, week sober up. And the whole argument of, like, players who are... And it gets complicated in work-up years, I acknowledge mm. that. But you might need to look at doing something like what the... You might need to look at doing something like what the Premier League did this season with the World Cup in... Just look at... Mid season break. Every week off, yeah, a few weeks off, like yeah. It's just the guy how 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 late the gap of the season do you start? Because arguably most of your better players will be in the grand final. Mm. So you play the week after. Two weeks. Two weeks after. So you give a two weeks break. You do a five week, you do two Wednesday, Wednesday break on Wednesday. I I think you go Wednesday, Sunday, and a week. And how many players are you holding camp then? In case of injuries. Because at the end of their season, the like of, well, Queensland don't do it, but New South Wales fucking mix and match. So you're talking about the possibility of six fucking players staying on to see if, oh, will I get named or will I go on holidays with my family? Arguably, you're a professional athlete for 10 at a ma- at a push 15 years mm. um, like what's because all the players who would play Origin similar to World Cup would get a later return date yeah but then it's every year so marquee players return a little bit later it's the same as like multiple sports where yeah. There's if you're involved same. like in the Premier League for example and I know it's probably a poor example but if you're involved in the international squad you come back later the players who aren't involved mm. for the for preseason because you're you're training. Yeah, true. But look, um, that takes us through four tackle. Next up, it is the round twenty one matchups. Side in the bye is the Dolphins, who by God they need it. <laughs> I don't know if they have any coming back from injury. Does it? Don't, don't so the first game then is on Thursday at uh, ten to eleven. 
the Dragons take on the Tigers and win the stadium. Uh, Dragons open up at favourites at one dollar sixty five to the Tig all Tigers two dollars twenty five. As we said, this this has sort of it sort of puts the sword in the heart of whoever's going to be wooden spoon. I think if yeah. if whoever comes out of this the nail in the coffin, nail that's the biggest nail in the coffin. Um, as you see there, like Ben hunts back, Jack Burr's back, Jim hunts back. Uh, so uh, they like Tyrone's uh, Sloan was big, and didn't think he would be back. Yeah, Musgrave, and then Dave Napoluna hasn't done much all season. Like, like it's it's. I think the Dragons are gonna come back at this. I think, the I think Bird is a big uh, in for them as well. Like I don't know where he's playing. Is he in the second? That's on the bench. He's on the bench. He's on the bench. But I think he's a great, um, he's a great player for them, and he, he sort of like, he performs every time he comes back. So I think that the Dragons will will take this one, and I think the poor Tigers will have to suffer the wooden spoon again. <sighs> Next game, first game Friday, 9am, GIO, of Go Media Stadium, sorry, it's in New Zealand, not an IP route, that is GIO. And Does that not like shudder then when you see that, when it's in New Zealand, for anyone? <laughs> well look, the Warriors do open up as sizable favourites, it's, a, look, on form it's a great matchup, uh, Raiders in fourth, Warriors in fifth, I'm not sure that's correct. Further on, um, Warriors open up as a dollar forty three. Raiders open up at two dollars eighty six. It is uh, look a lot of key returns. Obviously, Corey Howard's brought out returns from uh, Origin and Josh Papali returns from injury, as well as uh, Basami Sello. Um, but yeah, look, it is on paper a tight game. You know where actually obviously the mayor and center Matt uh, Tomoka. He's the Raiders. Yeah. He's going to be an exceptional player. I think so, but his jumps <laughs> are yeah. huge. He doesn't have these huge jumps year to year. I think he's just slowly getting better. Yeah. But look, I like him, and who has impressed me colossally this season is Albert Hapoate. I mm. think he's had an exceptional season. There's been some. There's been some uh, good raps on him over the years. Like suffered a lot of injuries. Yeah, um, coming through. It's great to see that he's after kind of stretching games yeah. together. Like. And, but yeah, um, I'm gonna back the Raiders because I'm biased, but I see it going either way. But I think it's like an 18-12 tough game. Don't know what the weather's gonna be like in Go Media Stadium. I think, but probably will. It hasn't been great the last few days. <laughs> <laughs> I go with the Warriors just because it's home. Uh, next game then on Friday, at eleven o'clock, the Souths take on the Broncos at Sunset Coast Stadium. Sunshine. Sunshine Coast Stadium. Sorry, and the Souths open up a dollar sixty-two to the Broncos two dollars thirty. Um, there's a few ins there for Cam Murray. It's on the back. Cam Graham's back from injury. Um, they post Jar Arrow. That's a great inclusion there for them. Jar Arrow back in and Latrell Mitchell. This uh, is a big one. Yeah, and then the the Origin lads are back. Patrick Carey, uh, Payne Haas, and Reese Walsh are all in for um, the Bronx. The Bronx, but having Latrell back is a massive. Cam Graham back as well. That's massive for them, like because like the last week they had a was a bye last week, but the week before when they were all gone, they fell to the Warriors, not the Warriors, doggies, doggies, and just looked appalling when the spine wasn't there. So 
a big in for them. Uh, on form though, Broncos have the form. So Dude. I just think that the Broncos will try and bounce back and try and beat sort of an uh, a wounded rabbit outside. Fair. Um, they're not second. They're not second in the league for nothing. Like they're not, not. But I just backed the bunnies. Okay. I'm backing the bunnies now because I'm because I'm difficult. Uh, this one. Uh, Titans Roosters Seabus <laughs> uh, Super Stadium Gold Coast strange enough Roosters open up as $1.68 favourites the Titans $2.19 that is probably because Tino is out with his big three game suspension mm. um, but look he ends obviously AJ Brimson returns from origin uh, you've also got Thomas McVeigh Joe Simpson Kenny Mallow um, he ends for the Roosters. Dylan Napa is not a key in. <laughs> and neither is Corey Allen. <laughs> no. Fletcher Baker. But James Tedesco is obviously back in and Terrell May. Yeah, like um, I struggle. Um, yeah, Jaden Campbell is not starting again, which, which upsets me. So I probably am going to go Roosters. Uh, I think you're probably leaning into the skid with me on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, look, it's, it's Nal's side now as opposed to Holdup's side. And I think. Jaden Campbell could be a victim of, of that. Yeah, I'm there with you. I think, yeah, it's, it's a pity. Um, then the next game on Saturday, the Knights take on the Storm in McDonald Jones Stadium. Uh, Knights open up $3.35 to the Storm's $1.33. Uh, ins then are, we have Dame Gaga's back, Adam Clune is back, uh, Bronson Carlick, is it Carlick? Carlick. Carlick. Uh, Jay and Nick and Raymond, there's not much back from them. Um, this, I think the Storm will win. I just think the Knights have a little bit about them. I think Batman Best is going to be buoyed by his New South Wales. He might have an end of season sort of on form. Dame Gagai might have a little <laughs> origin twinkle, I think. Uh, and uh, Ponga there at the back. He's arguably on his day probably one of the best players on the comp. Uh, I just think the Storm might just tip a bit more five points. I think the Storm will put twenty on him. Under twenty. Just look at his spine there, right? The only place Knights win is fullback. So Caleb Ponga against Nick Meany and, and look, on current form that's not too like look at the half partnership of the Knights. Oh, yeah. Jackson Hastings, Tyson Gamble versus Cam Munster and Jerome Hughes. And then you look at Hooker, Phoenix Crossland versus Harry Grant. I think Yeah. I think Storm will put Gonna win by twenty. Yeah, I think that the the Knights have to look at their hooker, the way they play. Mm-hmm. They they he can't uh, do the nails he's playing. Uh, next up, Cowboys Eels. Obviously, it's in Queensland Country Bank Stadium, so the Cowboys are heavy heavy favorites. It's a dollar forty four to the Eels, two dollars and eighty two cents. Now look, the Eels have been smashed by Bands. Oh, see, we got off. Um, but Regan can't can't get it out for three weeks. Should have been off in the fucking game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Dijan Arcy in the halfbacks. Um, still no sign of himself. Really, as to be fair to from now on himself. Um. Yeah. Look, I, I back the Cowboys up there. Yeah. The easiest way to put it. Um. The full strength team like. Power under pressure now. Um. Scoreboard pressure, so it's just such such little time left in the season. <laughs> so the first game then on Saturday is at five o'clock. Key is in 
Kan I stille det weekend? Nu er vi virkelig hit i odds. Panthers take on the Bulldogs. Panthers open up a dollar two. And uh, Doggies open up at 13 dollars. If you don't know, now you know. <laughs> well, that's a drop, but I think that's, that's a result of people laying on the Bulldogs, <laughs> yeah. given how high the odds are. Could be the highest yeah, odds any side of the Like, you're talking about Origins back, but Nate and Cleary's back are unsmooth. I'd say the odds were a little bit less until Cleary decision for Cleary this week. So, uh, full strength side, Panthers. Premier winning side, Panthers against the 15th place Bulldogs who are also now Sands the new halfback signing as well mm-hmm. and Toby Sexton yeah so kick out back that's the only positive probably uh, for them was Adam Carras at the weekend as well I think so yeah he just didn't back up but uh, yeah I just think this is going to be a whitewash yeah uh, and will not be difficult in this one yeah. and the final game 7.05 Sunday morning from Points Bet Stadium Um. Sharky Seagulls. Sharkies open up at a dollar thirty five and that's probably because they're playing a side that's not in the top eight in Manly. Three dollars twenty five. Yeah, there's a few notable inclusions in the Manly side, obviously Matty Lodge, uh Sean Keppy. And then the Ings, the Sharkies, uh Bryce Hunt is back from suspension. Bryce Hunt, Braden Trendle is in, obviously for Matt Mines is in Lurch. Um Look, it's probably back the Sharkies. I think that Brandon Trin, uh, Trindle. I think he's starting over yeah, my mind. I, I just think, yeah. Um, you give him a bit better go forward ball. I think. Yeah, and look, there's a bit to him, a bit more like. Yeah, I'd say Olakwatu's pride is still hard from being smashed by Brandon Holmes in the weekend. Yeah. Um. Yeah, look, I want to go Sharkies in this one. I go with him that one. I suppose that includes the round 21 matchups. Um, back to normality. Back yeah, to normality. Head down. Week. Head down, lads. We're on the final stretch. That's all for me. That's me done too. Thank you. And good night. Good luck. to go, eight points all, played to Kiri, veers down the left, short pass Mitchell, beautiful pass to Tupo, into the backfield, gives it to the next down, goal, bye! What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy and delicious breads, buns and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.